everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I'm Taku Mbudzi sitting in sunny Melbourne recording my favourite podcast all about my love for writing. I am especially excited today because I have one of my best friends here. Her name is Beautiful Leonie. Actually, no, it's just Leonie, <laughs> but I call her Beautiful. That's my and, name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's her middle name. And today we're going to talk about cover letters and effective emails. And rather than me keep on talking about how wonderful she is, I will let her introduce herself. Um, yeah, Leonie, tell, tell everyone what you do in the world of writing. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, my name's Leonie, as Taku introduced. I'm currently a business writer at a large operations organization. And whenever I say that, people meet me with blank faces. What does a business writer do? Um, primarily, I write tenders and proposals, sales presentations, website copy. So it's really just all around content marketing. I, as part of my role, I also teach training sessions on how to write more effectively in a business setting. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Do you know what cracks me up is we, we didn't start out as writers. No. So, okay, rather than me tell the story, you tell, how, tell people how you, we met. Oh, well, <laughs> I, was, I was training Taku in a, a call centre at a, an insurance company. Um, it wasn't really a career trajectory for either of us, no. but uh, it, we've been friends ever since. I think that was about 12 years yeah. ago. And, That's insane. Uh, yeah. it's, writing brings people together, or a love of writing, yeah. I should say. But back then, I just wouldn't have picked writing as that thing. I just mm. remember always thinking you spoke so beautifully. Oh, thank you. And then, obviously, our friendship has grown over, over time, um, to a point where, yeah, we're both working in similar, similar mm. roles. So you're in this company, and I'm in another one, and doing my own thing on the side. And for you guys out there, I just, I just need to explain how I'm pretty lucky to have friends who love words. So I've got mm. Leonie, who's a business writer. I've got another friend, Kate, who's a teacher. And just a whole heap of other people where I can talk to them about words or phrases or just random things. And that's kind of helped our friendship mm. flourish. Word nerds. You know. Yeah, completely <laughs> word nerdy. And, and so this has come about because I started this podcast, Leonie listened to a couple of episodes and then I said, oh, you know what would be great if we sat down and we just talked about, you know, writing, you know, especially in a business context. And I've chosen cover letters because I'm about to do a series on resumes and CVs. And that one focuses more on the formatting of how you put your words across and how you make your words look good. But I really wanted to talk about cover letters because, um, you know, that's the first time a potential employee, mm. employer, sorry, is going to hear about you. So hopefully before they get to the CV, they read mm. your cover letter. And yeah, could you tell us what, what makes a good cover letter or have you seen yeah, any well, bad ones? Yeah. What are your I've thoughts? I've seen many, many bad ones. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I think it's, it's really just a first impression, isn't it? So the objective is a cover of cover letter is to get the hiring manager or your future employer to read your CV and see if you're um, what they're looking for. So I think if you think of it in terms of a, a 30 second pitch, um, mm -hmm. it shouldn't take them longer than say a minute to read through your cover letter and it really should just inspire them to, to read on about your skills and what you can bring to their company. So you know how normally people go, oh, in relation to, 
I don't know, the technical writer job. Mm -hmm. I so-and-so saw your ad and such and such, and I would like to apply for this job because of blah, blah, blah. If there are 30 applicants and everybody's pretty much saying the same thing, Mm -hmm. what would make a cover letter stand out? What's the kind of thing that you put in a cover letter to really make it, you know, say, hey, this is me and I'm the one you should pick? (laughs) Just when you mentioned that, one of the most memorable ones that I ever read was for, I was assisting with recruiting uh, a hospitality assistant and um, it opened dear such and such look no further I am the hospitality <laughs> assistant you are looking for Wow! <laughs> and straight away we wanted to meet that guy so he definitely got an interview um, he didn't end up getting the job oh, really? but the whole point if you think of object the objective being to secure that face-to-face time mm-hmm. um, yeah it showed he's human and he could certainly he came very close to getting the position mm-hmm. um yeah it's it has to be attention grabbing it can't just read like the other 30 50 100 applications that they're receiving yeah um and it, it also replaces a conversation i think that's one of the key things i i teach in my business writing sessions that mm-hmm. writing we write because we don't have the opportunity in whatever setting to speak face to face and engage people that way so it's it's really important to remember that you're writing for human beings and don't bore them (laughs) i love that you're writing for human beings Mm. and don't bore them (laughs) it's often forgotten but it's it's always true yeah okay i like that because i know when i was fresh out of uni i was trying to get drafting work with the architecture stuff Mm. i started doing things i got put quotes up at the top so I'd quote famous architects and then I'd put in little pictures of my models that I'd done and and I'd write why I should get the job and I I did find that helped because Mm -hmm. I'm very graphic and you know as and I like to see graphics and visuals Mm -hmm. and color so that was natural to my personality and I think it definitely did work in my favor Uh, but I've just heard some I read something recently where they were saying a cover letter should not be a letter form of your CV. No, absolutely. Which I thought was quite interesting. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. yeah. Why, why shouldn't it be? Well, I think way? a CV is all about you, whereas a cover letter to inspire them to read on as to why you're right for the position is it should be all about them and how you can help them. Oh. And uh, one line that I put into my previous uh, my, my latest cover letter I think was um, perhaps of particular interest to you <laughs> with a colon and then yeah. uh, exactly why I thought I was right for the position oh and, um, okay what bullet point or now you just uh, it was just a brief it. sentence okay. or yeah. a brief paragraph but um, yeah it, that's it, so that's so interesting yeah I mm. like that so the cover letter is about them which mm-hmm. then means you should probably do your homework about the company exactly. then yeah. to suss out okay, what are they looking for and I used to find sometimes I'd end up applying for so many jobs mm. I start to copy and paste cover yeah. letters and then you put the wrong name and the wrong title <laughs> to the wrong company and then yeah. Yeah. or worse Dis- a competitor oh <laughs> exactly disaster um so I like that yeah cover letters should be about the company mm. and, and yeah you're what you solve the problem that they're that trying they need. to solve through recruiting this position okay and how long should a cover letter be? I think no more than a page or mm-hmm. no more than, say, five, six paragraphs tops. Short paragraphs. Okay. <laughs> Less and is more, definitely. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and my favourite, how do you sign off a cover letter? 
Oh. Much love. <laughs> it's certainly <laughs> memorable, isn't it? Um, yeah. Much love. Okay, so yours, <laughs> yours isn't yours sincerely, yours faithfully. Yours people always get those two mixed up, and yeah. then I read a lot of differing opinions on that. I think yeah. as long as what do you what do you do? Uh, I generally would just put. Um, Thank you for your time. I hope to hear from you soon and just my name. Oh, you don't even say yours sincerely, yeah, no, Just a, a signature and then uh-huh. my, my name and contact details at the end. Um, okay. But there are many schools of thought. Yeah, no, there are. There are. are. <laughs> That's, I love that. That's our disclaimer. There are many schools. If you don't agree, you're part of that school of the many schools. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah because I, I also, I, I just default. I think I put yours sincerely. Mm. I can't even remember which one I put. But I, I always put something. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, I had a business coach say is your last line should be something like, I'm available on, okay. you know, and you put your phone number to speak about this position further. Yeah. Because normally people will sign off, then they put in their contact details underneath mm. or they're in the resume. Yeah. But somebody had said, by putting that sentence in there and saying, I'm available on mm. this number to talk about this anytime. Because you're obviously interested. You're and keen want to and me. you're ready. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'm I ready. But then I'll the thing is, it's such, well, it's such a fine line though, isn't yeah. it? Between arrogance, arrogance almost, <laughs> like being a bit smug, like, you know, I'm so good. I'm waiting for your phone call versus, you know, looking like you are keen and you are ready yeah so that's that's quite and again it depends on your personality I think it's important to be authentic in whatever you're writing um you can be professional and confident or you can be professional and a little bit submissive but it, I guess it depends on the your existing relationship with the person and uh how senior they are or what you know about how they like to be addressed some people are a bit more stuffy and formal than others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dear doctor so yeah. and so and so with all the letters behind <laughs> exactly. it yes yes okay um all right so i guess that covers cover letters that was that was good that was really interesting because uh yeah a lot of people that i've had to help with their resumes they they only focus on the resume and then mm. they just chuck it in there and they yeah. hope for the best it's like well wait a minute who are you put their boilerplate cover letter on yeah the top. It, that's <laughs> it and then it's like good luck to me but mm. it, that doesn't always work and one thing that i always encourage my my friends or whoever's applying for jobs is if there's if there's a name on that job application mm-hmm. and it, let's say it's a recruiter or the hr manager or whoever call them up first so yeah. call them and say how oh, hi i'm just curious mm-hmm. about this job and even if you don't have a question find something that you can have a reason to phone them about yeah. because what it does it it starts to build that rapport mm-hmm. with them so it's like oh okay no so what are the hours for that job oh yeah. okay it's, it's 22 hours a day yeah i'd love to do that you hang up and then you go professional off and, sleeper maybe oh well there you go you i know, could do that yeah i could do that too to be honest um but you but you once you've spoken to someone, mm. it kind of almost makes it easier to write than a letter. Yeah. And, and, and you can also open with uh, pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. So now it makes it more pers- mm-hmm. you know, personal. Um, which flows into, I guess, the next bit where we're talking about effective emails. Mm-hmm. Because now people have the option to just email a recruiter directly. So mm-hmm. rather than attach a, co- a cover letter that says, hi, I'm such and such, yeah. you might actually put it 
in the body of an email. Mm -hmm. And uh, just for you guys out there, Leonie shared with me a brochure that she wrote for this business writing course and she had some exercises in there and one of them talks about when you're sending an email just getting straight to the point mm -hmm. how many times do people <laughs> waffle around oh the weather was so exactly, beautiful exactly. and then I went to Hawaii <laughs> and then that beggar was so good by the way IT like is shutting down on Friday <laughs> you know um yeah I I found that really interesting because I keep reading quite a bit about that mm -hmm. you know so what makes an email effective? You know, what, well, what's think, the point of email? Like, what's the point of using email? Yeah, I, know, I guess thoughts? email is one step up from online chatting in terms of formality. But um, it's still, if you consider however many emails or hundreds of emails that people get in a day, I certainly don't read every single email that I receive. Some of them uh, just fail to get my attention yeah. <laughs> completely. So I think... Um, you really need to consider, particularly when you're writing to someone at work, typically people are short on time and attention. So similar to a cover letter, it, you need to capture their attention and the email subject line is probably your key chance to, to do that, to inspire them to read the body of your email. Mm -hmm. So in my business writing sessions, I use a model, a very well-known model called the inverted pyramid. Mm -hmm. And that was first created by journalists in the days of print newspaper. I know print newspapers haven't completely fallen by the wayside yet, but they would type out their articles and give them to the production person who would literally cut and paste them out onto a page. Mm -hmm. And if the article was too long and didn't fit onto a, the page, the production person would cut paragraph by paragraph from the bottom. So journalists learned pretty quickly to get to the, oh, <laughs> get to the point yeah, using yeah. the headline first as mm -hmm. the, the critical uh, information that inspires people to read the first few paragraphs and then um, the, the important information comes next, followed by, at the very end, any supplementary or nice-to-know information that's not essential to the entire story. Mm -hmm. And I think that's almost even more relevant today when we're writing either emails or um, for, for a website page mm -hmm. um, because people people are lazy <laughs> they, <laughs> don't, they don't scroll down yeah. so you need to get your point across in the first line or paragraph and, mm -hmm. yeah. Isha, that, I think that's a gift hey? it's definitely a gift <laughs> oh, it takes practice I, was, I mean I was saying to you that I'm more conscious of that now because mm -hmm. of reading this talking to you and just getting to the point you know what do you want and mm -hmm. then why what what why and then what's the yeah. the result you mm -hmm. know and it does change the conversations quite a bit and yeah. it makes it more efficient as well mm -hmm. especially in the workplace absolutely um and not and not starting new topics in threads if that mm -hmm. makes sense so if you've had a thread with someone about one topic yeah learning to start a new email with the actual Mm -hmm. thing the new thing you want to talk about absolutely you know makes things a lot more efficient mm. what what are your pet hates with emails do you have any things that completely you see that email come through and you're like oh. just <laughs> hate's probably a strong word okay. One, <laughs> something i think that people feel reluctant to do for whatever reason is within an email you can you can put subheadings in and and bullet points or mm -hmm. step by step step instructions for for questions that you're asking or whatever action you'd like your reader to take i think the the main thing that makes an email effective is considering 
who you're writing for, mm-hmm. what you want them to do or, you know, approve or, or know, and then just making it really easy for them to absorb that information. Mm-hmm. And, and so with email, when, would, when wouldn't a topic be good to write about? That doesn't even um. make sense, grammatically. What I'm trying to say is, what kind of thing, for example, if mm-hmm. someone has been mean to you in the office, yeah. or they've said something you don't like, <laughs> yeah. I think when, when is that a good thing? <laughs> I think if you're feeling any sort of emotion, um, it's probably best expressed not through email, either face-to-face, <laughs> perhaps with a mediator. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think if you're writing an email or anything in an emotional state. <laughs> and, and then state. you're doing the one finger typing yeah. in. No, that's not, that's not a Go good away, one. have a chamomile tea, <laughs> calm down, and then you can, or you can get someone else to read it and edit out the emotion or just be that first pair of eyes that comes across it and point out where you might be overstepping the mark or not expressing yourself as professionally as you would wish to. <laughs> you're, so, you're so sweet. I love, I love these answers because that's not what I would say. Oh, but yeah. I just thought of a pet hate as well. Okay, go for it. Boring subject lines that oh. aren't inspiring. Mm-hmm. So if you want someone, if you're writing about an upgrade to the printers in the office and someone needs to take action, so upgrade their printers, for example, mm-hmm. um, the subject line, don't just put office printers. That's not going to inspire yeah. me to read your email. Mm-hmm. Say, and it's so do, it's so vague. You exactly. Could walk that, yeah. That could be anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So vague, boring mm-hmm. email subject lines. Think of it in in terms of a headline. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I I don't like it when people put their whole email in the subject heading. Yes. I I just I can't. And then if they use capital yeah. letters the whole time, oh, I I just worse. we're done. <laughs> Maybe I they're don't even, in an emotional state. Oh, I just. Uh, I normally seem to get them when people are in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And I get that, you know, the email will pop up, let's say it's on a phone or a thing, but yeah. surely as easily as you can press your finger into the subject heading mm. bits to type it, surely you could just one, one, one other box and then you're in the body of it and just write yeah. it there. Yeah. So that's it's a little... just a bit rude, isn't it? Yeah, and then I feel like I'm being shouted at because... Yeah, <laughs> yeah but anyways. Okay, uh, so that's... That's emails, cover letters, and I, I have a feeling we're going to have a lot more things to, to talk about. Uh, I'll come up with I more think so. Me, t- oh, <laughs> me too. But um, as you can see, this is, this is what we do. We actually mm. do this when we don't have microphones. We will sit and we send each other pictures yeah. of typos. <laughs> and I, it's a Sunday. I saw, this, I saw this T-shirt this morning. Mm-hmm. A person was where I was sitting in front of them. No, behind them. They had a T-shirt that said, we are enjoying, but... The word enjoying was spelt wrong. And I'm like, somebody actually paid money to pay. They, oh. It's wrong. It's wrong. And I just want to take a text on the back of this man's T-shirt. Yeah. How do you and then, spell that? Um, so they spelt enjoying N-E-N-J-Y-O-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not enjoy that moment at all. Adobe has spell check, doesn't it? It does. But I don't think, I don't think people... Some people switch it off. I they think shouldn't. they do. Although, to be fair, I, I mean, I've done an episode about typos. I find myself more and more, yeah, I make spelling mistakes, so I get lazy with checking my emails before I send them. Yeah. 
Um, because I'm so used to. Do you reckon? Is it? Is it? That, do you have those moments as well? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, okay. Everybody. No one's immune. <laughs> so what do you do? Do you then send another email quickly with an asterisk and a correction uh, for the typo? It depends. Or? It depends. If it's if it's just a a small typo where I've crossed two letters um, through rushing, I, w- I won't worry about that unless I completely misrepresented what I want to say then I'll go back and correct but half the time people don't even notice which is scary yeah. in itself so do you reckon it's just almost a little bit of a we're just being perfectionists uh, do you reckon because <laughs> yeah I've done it a couple of times actually no not a couple a few times mm-hmm. where I will send an asterisk email like oh sorry you know I'm so excited I've typed that wrong and then I wonder, yeah, they might not have noticed, or they yeah. must now think I'm a dweeb for actually going uh, back and fixing it. But no, it's that whole. Be impressed with your high standards. Oh, it's, it's the title of being a writer. It's almost yeah. like I'm a writer. So there's almost a second layer of pressure on when when you have writer in your title. Mm-hmm. I think you you put that expectation on yourself, though. I think so. And then writing to other writers. So when mm-hmm. I text you, yeah, I try to spell check everything. Oh. I really, I really do. <laughs> And, and then half the time, I still send it because it's wrong <laughs> and I don't pick it up. Oh, gosh. Oh, but anyways, that's, that's the joy of this friendship, at least, that we can be honest in that way. Um, okay, well, is there, is there anything else you can think of that would be helpful for someone who wants to write effectively in general? Yeah, I think if you read your writing out loud, whatever it is, you'll pick up on grammatical errors and also the, the tone of how it's coming across. I think that's the, the single most helpful piece of advice I can offer any aspiring writer or even someone that, even grudging writer, because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people at work don't like writing, but it's part of what they have to do. So if you can read it aloud, you'll pick up mistakes and points for improvement. Actually, here's a question. How do you think having business writers or technical writers within an organization helps a business? I'm just curious, what, what value do you think we actually add to these people? Oh, I think As in, I'm, I'm asking this because <laughs> I love my job, I love what I do, but mm-hmm. it's quite interesting just to hear what you, yeah, yeah. how do you think they I, value what we do? I think I help that people express their ideas, because it's always their ideas and their solutions that I'm translating into everyday language mm-hmm. uh, I help them express those in a way that wins new business for the company primarily um, but also builds their confidence because a lot of a lot of the time all I change is I'll take out a, a big word that's used out of context for the sake of sounding more professional mm-hmm. doing those we're doing the fake <laughs> quotation marks. quotes marks yes um, and I I think people are often surprised at, you know, well, maybe relieved is the right word, that mm-hmm. they don't have to use big words in order to get their point across. Mm-hmm. They can just use words that they'd say in real life. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think I'm seeing the value of um, engaging with people more, not mm-hmm. necessarily just through words. Yeah. Uh, I'm working at the moment with engineers and more technical people, and sometimes you'll get you know, a whole page of words and you just look at it and go, why would anyone read this? And I really enjoy turning some of those words into graphical things. You know, okay. So it might be a chart yeah. or it might be a picture. Mm-hmm. And so same thing where you see people go, oh, yeah, actually, no, no, that looks great. You know, yeah. you can summarize and chop out what, what mm-hmm. isn't needed. And 
it, it comes back to yeah being more efficient and it, it does save people time and gives people peace of mind or something mm. and then everyone's happy yeah. I don't I realize know. the value of their their own ideas well yeah exactly yeah. sometimes you need someone to show them to you in a different way mm. Um, okay, well, look, this, this has been great. It's very spontaneous. I'm, I'm glad we did it. We almost didn't record this episode. But I will definitely keep sharing more episodes and thoughts around writing. I really liked talking to you yeah, like this, my quite. friend. It's and I think I'm going to have you back. And yeah, I'd love to. We'll find some new topics. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, everyone, just keep listening. This is ta- um, Two Words with Taku. You can follow my adventures at taku.com.au or if you're on Twitter and Instagram... I'm at Taku Speaks and Leonie, I don't know if you want to share that. Yeah, Leonie's Leonie. <laughs> very <laughs> she's, private. Yeah, she's very private. <laughs> That's how she rolls. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and keep listening and we'll have more episodes for you soon. Bye.